And uh, today is a really exciting moment for me because I get the privilege of starting a new series that we're going to be working our way through, and that's in the book of Ruth. Now, if you've got a Bible, it's one of those books that can very easily kind of get lost in the pages of the Old Testament. It's near the front of the Old Testament, and it's straight after the book of Judges. And we're going to be spending four weeks in the book of Ruth. Now, you might be sat at home wondering to yourself, why are we starting 2021 whilst in the midst of a pandemic in such a small, inconsequential book in the Old Testament? I've got three reasons why I think this is such an incredible book for us to be looking at. In fact, I think this is probably one of the most important books that you and I could be reading as we navigate through this current pandemic that we're going through. The first is this. If you're here with us this morning online exploring Christianity, I think this book is a wonderful book to read because it shows Christianity in ordinary life. The opening pages speak about a guy called Elimelech, his wife, Naomi, their two sons, their two sons' uh, wives. None of these people were successful. None of these people were kind of leading leaders in their nation. They were ordinary Joes and ordinary Janes, and yet this whole book speaks about ordinary life and how God inhabits the ordinary. No one in this whole book was famous, yet it speaks about the wonderful activity of God in and amongst the ordinary. And if you're anything like me, my life so often feels very ordinary, and I want to see God's activity, God at work, in and amongst the ordinary. The second reason why I believe it's so important that we spend time pausing in this book is for those of you who would maybe describe yourself as a Christian, but the single or the primary lens that you look at your Christian life through is the lens of the dramatic, the lens of the powerful. Every evaluation that you make about Christian things is how much dramatic things have taken place within a set period of time. Friends, this book has nothing dramatic that takes place. This book is filled with utterly ordinary, you might even call it mundane life. There's no miracles, so to speak. And yet every page, every paragraph, every sentence and every word of this story is filled up with the activity of God if you have eyes to see it. And so I really want to encourage you, if your primary lens that you see the world through is a lens of the dramatic, the lens of the supernatural, I want to encourage you to allow Ruth and Naomi and this story to lead you into a deeper understanding of your God, who is a God who is more than able to work in and amongst the ordinary. A God who can work in the Monday Mondays and the dull Tuesdays and even the depressing Wednesdays. I want you to start to see that God who's at work. And finally, this story 
is for people who look around at the desperate suffering and pain that they see in the world, particularly in a season when there is a pandemic that is ravaging the world and they wander in the secret parts of their hearts, where are you, God? This story is for people who have that question burdening them. This is for people who look around at their world and once they had dreams, once they had hopes, but those dreams and those hopes are now in tatters and they're looking at their dreams and they're looking at their hopes and all they see is a pile of ash and then they look up and they wonder, God, where were you when these things were more than just a pile of ash? This story brings pain and suffering and devotion and worship And it brings them into the same room and it asks the question, can these things be bedfellows or not? And I want to give you a warning. Actually, I want to give you two warnings. The first warning is this. Don't be too quick to tidy this story up. One of the dangers that Christians have is that we have a whole bunch of cliche sayings that we use to tidy up mystery to tidy up situations that aren't that tidy, to tidy up situations that God is more able to work in than our brains can comprehend. And so we have these cliche sayings. And this book is going to put some holes through some of those cliche sayings. But hopefully it's also going to lead you to greater devotion, greater worship to the God who is always present, even in and amongst the ordinary. My second warning is this. Maybe you're going to be surprised with how this book deals with all of those issues that I've just laid out. Maybe you're going to be surprised that it doesn't give you the answers that you are looking for, but I want to encourage you, don't dismiss what Ruth has to say. Engage with this story. I mean, it's a wonderful love story, but it's way more than that. It's a story that is telling us about the nature of God in and amongst the ordinary life that you and I live. So shall we read chapter 1 together? Ruth, chapter 1. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Elimelech. His wife's name was Naomi, and the names of their two sons was Malon and Kilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to Moab and lived there. Now Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. And she was left with two sons. Friends, I just want to pause here a moment. Don't read this as some disinterested report about something that was taking place 3,000 years ago. Try and immerse yourself in the story. Now, Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. And she was left with two sons. They They married Moabite women, one named Orpha, the other, and the other Ruth. After they'd lived there about 10 years, both Malan and Kilian 
also died. And Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. When Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, she and her daughter-in-laws prepared to return home from there. With her two daughter-in-laws, she left the place where she'd been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said to her two daughter-in-laws, Go back, each as you have shown, sorry, each of you to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness as you have shown kindness to your dead husband.